So welcome again. Today we have from the NCBI, Miriam Kelly and Sean Doran. We'll be discussing and uh, demonstrating some accessibility functionality for users and seeing it in action. Thank you, Alan. Well, hello again, everyone. And I have in my hand an iPhone. And an iPhone, as you all know, is a smartphone. It's a touchscreen device. And it's probably the most popular phone amongst the service our service users who are blind and visually impaired. Why on earth do you think a blind person or how do you think a blind person could use a touch screen when they cannot see what's on the screen? So we have our screen, we have the touch screen and we have someone with no vision or such low vision that it's just impossible for them to identify anything on the screen. And yet this is the most popular device when it comes to a phone that the blind the majority of blind users would like to use. It is the most accessible. And this is because Apple has built in really into its core, wonderful accessibility right at its core and always has done and continues to develop the accessibility for blind and visually impaired users. So I'd like to give you a little demonstration of how you can use this phone. For any of you that have an iPhone, you can try this out on your own as well. And if you run into any difficulty or get into any trouble, you can always give us a ring. There is a feature called voice over on the phone. It's built in. So Apple builds in to its devices, whether it's an iPhone, iPad, iPod, all of its devices, they come with a feature called voice over and it's a screen reader. So let me turn that on for you so that you can watch how I navigate my phone with a screen reader. Voice over on, notes, active, messages. Double tap to open. Use 3D touch to show home screen actions. So now, so that I can navigate my screen, I simply swipe my finger from left to right to move forward through my screen. So as I swipe, one of the things that I should say that if a, a blind or visually impaired user is using the phone, their swiping can't be all over the place. You've got to really pick a spot on the phone and stay with that spot as you do the swiping. So you don't have to be able to see your phone, but you do have to be able to be very fluent with your swiping gesture. So I'm going to do that now for you. And as I swipe... Calendar, photography folder, camera, weather, app store, home, maps, voice, newsstand folder, iTunes store, notes, utilities folder, four apps, double tap to open, use 3D touch to show home screen actions. So you can see as I swiped along wondering where is my utilities folder and once it's once it's announced I stop swiping and I'm then informed if I want to actually open that utilities folder I have to double tap that's one way of navigating the screen listen to see what happens when I come to the bottom area the dock area of the phone any apps that are situated there are docked forever in other words when I move on to page two or page three or screen four or screen five, they are still available to me. They are in the dock area. Clock, mail, calculate, drop dock, be my eyes, setting, music, page two or five, dock, phone. Double tap to open. Use 3D touch to show home screen actions. So did you hear how it announced dock? And then all the apps that continue after the word dock, you now know that these are going to be available to you regardless of which page of the home screen that you're on. This can be very useful for everyone, but particularly for somebody 
who's blind or visually impaired if they have just a, fav- a couple of favourite apps that they use on a regular basis. And also, before you learn how to really generate a good swipe, a good fluent swipe, I have beginners, and they've great difficulty with doing this because they've never used the gestures before. They've no concept. They've come from button phone backgrounds where they press physical buttons. They have to trust that this is going to work. Obviously, to go back up again, we swipe the opposite direction. We swipe them from right to left back. Page two, music, setting, be my eye, Dropbox, calculator, mail, clock, utilities for notes, iTunes, news, voice, and so on. Double tap to open. Use 3D touch to show home screen actions. There is a method of employing what you call automatic reading. In other words, I don't want to be swiping and swiping and swiping forever. I can use a different gesture called automatic reading. And to do this, I swipe up from the bottom of my screen, taking my fingers off as I swipe up in a swipe upwards movement. So that's a two finger swipe up. Messages. Calendar. Thursday. 04 March. Photography folder. Two apps. Camera. Weather. App store. Home. Maps. Voice. New stuff. I would like to pause that reading. iTunes store. Notes. Utilities folder. A two finger single tap on screen. Pause the reading for me. I want to resume the reading again. A two finger single tap. Four apps. Clock. 110 p.m. Mail. One unready mail. Calculator. Dropbox. Be my eyes. Settings. Three new items. Music. Page two of five. Adjust. Now, where it's saying page two of five adjustable, let me see. Page two of five adjustable. It says swipe up or down with one finger to adjust the value. This is how I am now going to navigate to page two, because unlike when you're using your iPhone without voiceover, you just simply swipe from left to right and the screen's going to move. When I have voiceover on, that does not happen because you don't want someone who's got either no vision or just a little bit of vision for the screen to be moving constantly. So voiceover steadies everything. In fact, you do have to select a lot. However, when I've heard, I'll let you hear it again. Page three or five. When I hear page three or five or page two or five, this is telling me the total number of home screens that I have and the current number, the current page that I'm on of my home screen. Every time I want to what's called adjust the value, The value in this case is the page number. I swipe up. Page four or five. Swipe up. Page five or five. If I want to decrease the value, I swipe down. Page four or five. Page three or five. Page two or five. Spotlight. Up next. Button. Messages. Double tap to open. Use 3D touch to show home screen actions. Now, when I swipe up, I'm adjusting the value. And the value in this case is a page. So not only does it adjust the value, it actually presents me with page two at that point. So it does physically adjust the value as well. If I swipe down, it decreases the value. Another way of changing the page on screen, your home screen, is a three finger swipe to the right or left. Page three or five. Reminder, page four or five. Clips. From anywhere Double on screen. Double tap open. Use 3D touch to show home screen actions. This time, as I do it, I want you to listen very carefully because you get a lot of audio cues as you're navigating your device. Page five or five, audible. Double tap to open. Use 3D. Page four or five, clips. So Double you'll tap hear... to open. Use 3D touch to show home screen actions. 
you can hear little chirps. As the screen is changing, you get a little chirp before voiceover begins its, you know, instructions of what it's physically doing. So a three finger swiping from left to right will change the page. A two finger swipe up from the bottom of the screen, start automatic reading. A two finger single tap on screen, stop and start the automatic reading. A one finger swipe up and down will adjust the value of what you're currently looking at or what you're currently have activated. You also have a two finger swipe down. A two finger swipe down is automatically read, but only from this point. Perhaps you want to skip over the tops of, you know, websites. Perhaps you have already read a couple of paragraphs in the Irish Times and you think, well, I don't want to swipe up the two fingers because it's going to go right up to the very top and begin to read them all over again. So you can do a two finger swipe down. Clips. Find my PDF editor. Stocks. Erlingus. DB timetables. Paytel. Wallet. Speak text. Walk Dublin. Loading. In iCloud. Puniverse. Books. Pages. Done. Two finger single tap on screen. Stop the speaking. You will have heard at any time when I paused when I came across an app that it said double tap to open. And I haven't done that yet, but you sit, you simply double tap on the app that has been announced if you want to open it. So if I'm navigating the screen, you can navigate the screen. So all of this that I've been showing you so far is called using the voiceover gestures. You can also explore your screen by touch. And this means you just simply run your finger over the screen. DB, walk, speak, team viewer, dark, quick, universe, clips. Find my double tap to open. Use 3D touch to show her clips. I let DB walk the blin. Loading in iCloud. Double tap to download. Use 3D touch to show home screen actions. Currently, my iPhone is telling me an awful lot of information. Once you become very fluent with using your iPhone, you probably wouldn't like voiceover being so verbose. So you can actually adjust all and modify all these settings within your device as well, just as you can with this speech rate. Currently, my speech rate, it's not too bad. But, you know, if I'm a regular user of an iPhone, some of our service users and our colleagues who have been using the iPhone for many years, actually, we couldn't understand them. <laughs> They're so quick. They're so quick. They have their, their voice speeded up so quickly. So let me give you a demonstration of how, how that is done. You have another gesture, which is it's quite a complex gesture to to learn, I think, initially for users. What it is, it's called the rotor. The rotor is only available when voiceover is turned on on your iPhone. So for those of you that want to have a little play around with the rotor on your iPhone later on, you will have to turn on voiceover, first of all, to employ the rotor gesture. But the rotor is imagine you have a physical dial on your iPhone. And the gesture you need to make is twist the dial clockwise and anti-clockwise. Your thumb and first finger must be making contact with the iPhone screen. Another way you can do this, you can keep one finger on the screen and just kind of twist the other finger around it in an arc movement as well. So that works too. If you do it correctly, it will summon up the rotor. So I'm going to summon up the rotor now and see if I can find a little option on that called speech rate or speaking rate handwriting characters words 
Speaking rate. Remember I said about changing the value? I'm going to swipe up with one finger. 59%, Now that's probably where some of our service users and some of our staff are using their phone. So if I start navigating my phone now, they're so familiar with their device, they know exactly where they are and what the options are. So they're just basically getting a location, really. That's all they're getting from that information. That's all they need. And again, if we swipe down with one finger. So my speaking rate. 84%, 74%, 69%, 64%, 59%, 64%, 59%, 64%. Back up again. 69%. Regardless of what is selected, by swiping up and down, you're going to change the value. Could you imagine if someone handed you a device and said, here's your phone, good luck. And it's a, a smartphone, it's a touch screen, and you have no vision and you have no voiceover. Our blind and visually impaired community are completely dependent on them. And the nicer and the more fluent the gestures are, it's a much more pleasant experience. There are other gestures that we have. You have a control panel at the bottom of your iPad. A lot of people just flick it up if they're need quick access to their Bluetooth or to the airplane mode. On this, however, to bring up the control panel, we have to feel something along what's called status bar item. The status Swipe down with three fingers to reveal notifications. Swipe up with three fingers to reveal the control center. Double tap to scroll to top. So here we are. We have to touch something on the control center first. And then we swipe up with three fingers. Now control center. Airplane mode. Switch button. Off. Use 3D touch to show more controls. Double tap to toggle setting. So by swiping up the three fingers after I have selected something on my status line, then that will produce the control center. The blind and visually impaired users, they're exactly like you. They want exactly the same things. They want an easier life. And like you, they would like to use options on their control center that have easy access for things that they need as well. Now, once the control center is up, you simply swipe from left to right again. Mobile data. Wi-Fi. Bluetooth. Show media controls. Music. So you can see, again, the same swiping from left to right and right to left. There's a media player there. That's very important to the blind as well. They, they listen to a lot of podcasts, audio books, all of that sort of thing as well. Now, to get rid of this off the screen, there's another gesture that you need to know. And this is called a scrub gesture. You scrub, scrub. So it's like scrub, scrub. You're over and back the screen with two fingers. So it's scrub gesture. And again, you'll hear Clips. the little chirp. Double tap to open. Use 3D touch to show home screen actions. So again, as you hear the little chirp, you can be assured that that control panel has gone from the screen. And again, if you ever wanted to check, you can just simply, you know, swipe on your... Find my PDF edit stocks, mailingers, DB timetables. Double tap to open. Use 3D touch to show home screen actions. So that's a little overview of some of the gestures that you would use. Here's the thing. And one of the most frequent calls that we would get to our tech support line for our service users, and I'm going to do this now, and I'm going to do a a gesture on the screen now. Speech off. And I've just turned off the one thing that I actually need. Speech off. It does not turn off my volume. It does not turn off the sound on my phone. But look what happens now if I try to navigate my phone with the speech off. This is voiceovers speech that we're referring to. It's still working. It's still going from app to app. But if you have no vision, all you're hearing is a series of clicks. 
So what I did there was I did what's called a turn off the speech. So I double tapped with three fingers. Speech on. And now my speech is on. That is probably one of the most distressed calls that we can get to our tech support line. Another one is the following. Screen turning on. Now look what happens. My screen has gone blank. Now you might think that this is actually very scary. But for somebody who's blind or visually impaired, and particularly for somebody who's blind, this is actually a very nice option. Because the screen is blank. They have absolute privacy now if they've got their headphones on. And somebody standing over the shoulder cannot see their emails or cannot see what they're doing or cannot watch whatever they're typing and so on. And also, your screen is draining your battery power. So you can turn on and off the screen curtain. And to turn off the screen curtain, I'm going to do the gesture again. It's actually a triple tap with three fingers. Screen curtain off. So the screen curtain is now off and I'm back to using my device again. Safari, Google Maps, Google Maps, Safari, phone. So a double tap with three fingers will turn the speech on and off and a triple tap with three fingers will turn the screen curtain on and off. So there's a lot, there's a lot of gestures that you do have to learn to navigate your phone. So just to recap, one finger swipe left and right. Page four, YouTube. Navigate Double your tap device. Tap. Use speedy touch to show home screen actions. In other words, send the focus in that direction. Two fingers swipe up from the bottom. Clips. Find my PDF editor. Stocks. Bellingos. DB timetables. Paytel. Start Live. automatic Speed reading. Loading. Two fingers tap. single tap. Stop automatic reading. Two fingers single tap again. Books. Pages. Daft. Resume automatic Podcasts. reading. Quick support. YouTube. Double tap to open any option that is announced. Universe. So again, if I want to read down through my settings, I can swipe up with settings, two fingers. Heading, MCBI trainer, Apple ID, iCloud, iTunes and App Store, off. Hotspot, again, off, I can double button, tap, notifications, sorry, a single button, tap with graphics, two fingers. Button, do not disturb, button, screen time, button. Stop the automatic settings. reading. I can swipe with three fingers from left to right. Page three on five, reminders, four to, page four right on five, to left. clips, page three on five. And this will change, this will change the pages. If I select anything on my control set or my status line, Reminders. Four tasks to do today. And then swipe up with three fingers. Row one, column one, page three or five. Top of screen. Sorry. Double tap over. One twenty nine B M. Status bar item. Control center. Then I can produce the button? I can produce the control Use center. Touch to show more controls. Double tap to toggle setting. So in order to achieve the control center with voiceover, you need to select something on your status line first, and then swipe up with three fingers. To get rid of the control center, you need to scrub over and back with two fingers and Reminders. scrub Four it away. To today. Double tap to open. Use 3D touch to show home screen actions. To use the rotor, you need to imagine there's an imaginary dial on screen and turn the screen. Handwriting, characters, words, speaking rate, volume, containers, headings, four, selected, handwriting, lowercase, characters, words, speaking rate. All of these options on the rotor, I've got a lot on because I've been just training a lot of classes this week. Normally, we'd only have maybe a few on. All of the options are not available on all screens. It actually depends on which screen you're on. So these are just some of the gestures that Apple are. And they're very, very good gestures. They're easy enough to learn, but there's an awful lot of them. And I think, you know, try some of these yourself and see, you know, could you improve these gestures? Could you have added a different gesture? 
So that's a little overview of using your iPhone. There are other operating systems, obviously like the Kindle and the Android and so on. And they use a completely different set of gestures as well. You would have heard on the rotor there mentioned headings. Well, headings I would use maybe jumping through a large document. Maybe I would use them on the web. You bring up a website and I can jump through that website using the headings, using the links, using the buttons. For all you guys that are developing the websites, for any of the clickable elements that you're using, I could probably find an equivalent on my rotor. And then I can navigate my website using those markers. So that's how vitally important that those little clickable, as the cited community would say, the clickable links, whereas our community would say, you know, the selectable links. And so it's vitally important that you label absolutely everything that's going to, you know, open up or take you somewhere else on a web, that they can navigate the web just as fluently and as pleasantly as you can. Thank you very much, Miriam. That's really good. This would be the, the fundamental gesture language for operating these touch devices. Did you want to chip in with anything, Sean, before I, I fired questions at you? No, uh, well, just like what Miriam was saying, like these are the kind of fundamentals of how people will navigate throughout the website or the app. So therefore, these are what would be useful to know if you're ever going to test your own product or your own website. Like swiping from left to right is easy, but... It does take a bit of learning, like Miriam was saying there. Like when you swipe, it's almost like you're wiping an eyelash off someone's face. It's just so gentle because if you do a hard swipe, you're actually, uh, it's like 3D touching. You're reading everything that's on the screen. So that kind of gesture takes a small bit of practice. But once you get that, you'll be able to navigate quick enough because often when people call us for help or support and we're trying to guide them through an app, we can tell immediately that they can't swipe correctly and therefore they're not going to get to the area that we're trying to get them to because they're skipping large gaps of information. So if you're swiping and you do a hard touch on the bottom portion of the screen, you're actually moving the focus to that portion of the screen and you miss everything beforehand. So that's why these are so important. And like Miriam was saying, if you can use the rotor, you can jump to headings. Like apps are great if you can split it up through headings so that they can jump straight to certain parts of that. And like I said, buttons, anything like that there. So it's it's getting those gestures correct. And uh, once it doesn't take very long, Miriam, doesn't it? Once you're... Once you practice it, it becomes quite fluent. I think it's the touch, but they tend to press too hard initially. And as Sean says, and all sorts of other things are read out. Once they get the touch, that's the beginning of the joy. Once they get the, the actual feel and, and how hard or how gently they touch the screen and then the gesture. Because so sometimes I would maybe take their hand and I'd say, is it all right if I use the back of your hand? I'm just going to show you what a swipe gesture feels like. And then I would say, now you do it on my hand. Now let's try it on your device. People will find different ways to do it. Some people do like a big grand gesture and they're swiping and they're barely touching the screen and off it. People are just on the screen with little tiny, tiny little gestures. One of our colleagues used to lift a phone up to his ear and like just swipe at one finger. It looked like he was playing a violin. But yeah, everyone will get their own technique for swiping and that'll work for them. For somebody who's got a tremor or a physical kind of control of the hand is is poor, there is a fallback. The very lowest common denominator might be keyboard with the, the kind of keyboard control, left or right, just using buttons. Yeah. Yeah, yes. 
you can connect you can connect the keyboard via uh, Bluetooth and your cursor key left, right, and your cursor key will be swiping left or right. To change the rotor, you'll be pressing up and right at the same time, and that will actually move through the rotor. And then up or down will activate whichever the rotor selection is. If you picked headings, you want to go down through the headings like Miriam was demonstrating there. But then the keyboard will also give you full shortcuts. You press H to go through headings instead, then much like a desktop screen reader. They can be used with Braille devices as well, the iPhone. So it is, it's a very accessible device. For touchscreen, you might wonder how on earth is somebody going to manage this, but it actually works very well with Braille devices as well. So the Apple ecosystem is very functional in terms of uh, telecommunications, a smartphone and touch devices. It seems like it's, it's not an environment you want to compete with on this functionality. Do the vendors share the same sort of gesture language or it is distinct and different between the platforms? It, it is different. Um, and Android have just basically changed how their navigation works this week. So while we're talking about headings and rotor, on an Android phone, you'd swipe left or right to tap and shift tab, exact same as the iPhone. But then I would swipe up and it would say headings or I would swipe up and it would say containers. And then when I swipe from left to right, it would move through headings and I'd have to swipe up to get the default navigation settings again. So service users didn't like that. So it wasn't as intuitive as iOS's and now Android have copied it and with an up down gesture you're actually turning it's moving through a list so it'll be the same list and then left to right will still be tab and shift tab and up and down after that will move through whichever you've selected in that list. Access to menus are different. There's navigational gestures mainly the same. Access to menus, it's like you might have to draw an L or uh, up and across on the screen on an Android to bring up different context menus. So they've updated a lot of that this week. So it's it will be closer to how it works, but they are different. Thank you, Miriam and Sean, for introducing us to the iOS voiceover gesture interface for iPhone. Thanks to Ruth Campion for sound editing. And thank you for listening. Do please subscribe to and share the podcast and look out for more episodes of Design Talk. The music used was Easer One Supernova, released by the Agafox label under a Creative Commons by license.